0: Black Business University is the authority on black business success and black entrepreneurship, bringing you the latest in strategies, tactics, tools, tips, and resources to help you create soaring success. Be sure to rate the show and, of course, let us know what you need to stay ahead of the business curve. Go to blackbusinessuniversity.com to get your free trial of BBU. And now, here's today's episode. Are you guys ready? ready? I want you as you listen, just focus right now on what you are creating in your life. Focus right now on what you are creating in your life. On what has happened over the last two and a half days. The energy Wake up everybody that has been no awakened in you. In no the new thoughts. Thinking, time for thinking ahead. The new paradigms. So very much, the new
1: beliefs. So the
0: new behaviors. What is it that you want? What is it that you know you are already creating in your life? What is it that you are willing to leave behind?
1: What have you made a
0: commitment to leave behind? What are you committing to do differently from this moment? Not this day, from this moment forward. What are you committing to do differently? Whatever you've done up to this point, good, bad, or indifferent, doesn't even matter. What are you going to do differently from this moment? What do you need to leave in the past to move forward with the new energy, with the new enthusiasm, with new vigor? What do you want?
1: Before they pass away, wake up all the builders. Time to build. What are
0: you not willing to settle for? If we all in the hand, only thing we have to do is put it in our mind. What areas of your life do you want to be outstanding? What areas of your life? need to be awakened. What areas of your life have been awakened over this past weekend? I just want you to listen to the last few bars of the song before we start.
1: Change again, change again, just you and me. Change again. Can't it. do it alone. do it alone. Need some help, y'all. Yeah. Can't do it alone. Can't do it alone. help, yeah. Yeah. you everybody Can't do it alone. Need a help, you help, y'all. some yes, you Need help, help, y'all. Need some help, y'all. Yeah. Change the world.
0: today, as you know, I'm going to be talking about, are you guys okay if I kind of deviate from from what I want to talk about today, which is about landing millions of dollars in free publicity? I'm going to talk about that, but I also want to start off talking about some principles that I live by that have really transformed my life that I'd like to share with you, and uh, to see if some of these things resonate with you, and more importantly, to see what they awaken in you in terms of the things that you want to live in your life, okay? So... The first principle that I live by is, I dance. Anybody know how I'm going to finish this? (laughs) All the time? I dance like, like nobody's watching. Right? I dance like nobody's watching. I sing like nobody's watching. And really what that means is that you do what you do Oblivious to the judgment and the observations of other people. Now, how many of y'all are honest, didn't get up on the stage because you didn't want to look silly, look crazy, thought people were going to be... Absolutely. But it's just a metaphor for how we live our lives. We don't step into our purpose and our passion because we are afraid of the eyes that are watching us. That's why I'm always... That's why I love comics. Because they just get on stage, the ones that are real physical, and they just do whatever. And how many of you watch somebody just make a complete full of themselves and just thought, you know, inside you probably think, I wish I could do that. I wish I were willing to do that. So the first principle I want to challenge you to live by is to dance like nobody's watching. You've gotten a lot of stuff this weekend. Yes? You've gotten a lot of stuff this weekend. Your challenge, your charge, is to go back and to step into that stuff and forget about what people are saying, forget about what people are thinking. We have been conditioned from the time we could walk and talk and really intuit what people were saying to us as our parents to care about what people think. Mom, what do you think about this? One of the greatest gifts my mother gave me when I was nine or ten years old, we had gone shopping for something. And I come out of the dressing room and I turned around and I said, Mama, what do, you, do you like it? And my mother said, I ain't got to wear it. <laughs> do you like it? I said, I like it. She said, then get it, let's go home. You see what I'm saying? The greatest gift she ever gave me was showing me that what I think of me is the most important thing and sometimes as parents we want our opinions of our children to be the most important thing in their lives the most important opinion in their lives but the most important opinion is not yours mother father brother sister it's your own opinion of yourself so if we can stop being this country this these people who have to have the approval of everybody else believe me you when you leave the black millionaire summit you are going to be flying because you're not wondering who's watching you you're not wondering who's watching you okay so the first principle I live by is dance like nobody's watching and I have to remind myself every day to do that because sometimes you will be like in your element and you're like oh my god 10,000 people are watching me do this and you have to remind yourself every single moment to live and to dance like nobody's watching okay The next principle I live by is something called doing the next right thing. My brother Alonzo always says this. He always says, whenever I'm in doubt, I do the next right thing. Sometimes, even if you're leaving here this weekend and you're figuring out how am I going to take all this information how am I going to put it all in, you know what, do the next right thing. If your finances are in shambles, the next right thing for you might be to just stop spending frivolously. The next right thing for you may be to just start balancing your checkbook. Everything, nothing, a house doesn't get built in a day, right, Rome wasn't built in a day. You build a house how? Brick by brick. And it's the same way with our financial houses. We build them step by step, okay? So the next principle is to do the next right thing. Okay, and the next right thing is the thing that's gonna put you closer to what you want in your life. All right? The next principle I live by is I do the hard thing. I do the hard thing. How many of you have ever cyberbullied somebody? Cyberbully. You will send a mean email, but you won't pick up the phone. And expose yourself and say what's really going on with you. it's much easier to send an email to say, I hated the Black Millionaire Summit. Right? Do the hard thing. The hard thing, and see the the hard thing and the right thing are almost always the same thing. Alright? So do the hard thing. The thing that has really transformed every relationship I have is that I am willing to do the hard thing in the relationship. I am willing to have the hard conversation with people, even if I am uncomfortable with that conversation. And see, people think that if you're direct, that you're rude. I'm not rude, but I don't think we should have to beat around the bush when the report was late. Why not just say the report was due on Friday, it's not acceptable to send the report in on Saturday. Is that rude? It's just the facts. So doing the hard things, here's the thing. In order to do the hard thing, you gotta own your own stuff. And that's why people don't do the hard thing. They don't do the hard thing because I I gotta be vulnerable if I do the hard thing. I gotta say, what you did really affected me. It kinda hurt my feelings. Instead, I'd rather say, I didn't like what you did. Which doesn't tell me anything. The hard thing is to say, you know, I know this isn't about you, I don't know why I got activated, I don't know why I'm so upset, but when you said this, this really upset me. See, I'm not putting my stuff on you when I say that. Y'all get me on that? We put our stuff, which is a really nice word, we put our own stuff on other people. Ever ever seen somebody ask for a refund? Have you ever seen somebody ask for a refund really mean? Because here's what we ask for a refund mean because we think if we're not mean, we're not going to get our refund. So I'm going to tell you everything that was wrong about it to justify why I'm so mean. Versus saying, you know, the steak just really wasn't, it wasn't cooked the way I, I requested. Could you please take it back? I don't have to say, where's the manager? Blah, 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 blah. I'm projecting my own stuff onto other people. If you can do this one thing, I'm going to share two more, but if you can do just the one thing, and that is to be aware of when you are putting your stuff on other people, it will transform every relationship you have. Every one of them. I'll give you an example. When we were planning the Black Millionaire Summit, there was a time I was feeling very overwhelmed by the enormity, emotionally, spiritually—not the, the logistical stuff, because the logistical stuff is get the room, get the staff. That, but the enormity, the, the enormity of what Myron and I are doing with you, the ramifications of what we are doing. And things were falling, you know, some things were falling through the cracks. And instead of saying to Myron, this isn't working, blah, 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 I said, I'm really feeling overwhelmed by all of this stuff. I really need to talk to you about this. You know, I could have said, you know, I haven't talked to you in 10 days, I haven't talked to you in 30 days. That would be putting my stuff onto Myron. Do y'all see the difference in that? Because the reality is, I was feeling scared about what was going to happen. And yes, it would have been a lot easier to say, this person to do this, this person to do this. But the real deal, the hard conversation, was to lead that conversation with, this is really big. And I'm feeling very overwhelmed with this. If somebody came to you with that, like that, do you think that opens up a different dialogue than if I said, you didn't do your part, Deshaun, and you know, there's two more weeks till this is over, and we are, you see what I'm saying? That's putting my stuff onto you. So if you can do that, have that hard conversation, I I guarantee you it would transform every relationship you have, all right? The other thing is, it ain't that deep. Whatever it is, it ain't that deep. My mother died when I was, I think I mentioned this to you guys, my mother died when I was 16 years old. I went to Mexico as an exchange student. She dropped me off at the airport on Monday, I believe, and went home. And on Tuesday, she died unexpectedly, unannounced. And on some level, I made a decision that whatever it is, unless somebody I love, care about, or like, really a whole lot, is dead or dying, it ain't that deep. It's just not that deep. And we want to make things so big and huge. And, and you know, I didn't get a chance to get my book signed by Russell. It ain't that deep. Every day that I've been here, they've they've slipped under my door, my bill. Now I already told them I'm not checking out till tomorrow. I'm gonna be all right, right? It ain't that deep. But you know how something can hit you in that moment. It's just the wrong moment to hit you. And I'm tired last night and I already told them I'm checking out tomorrow. And I get in there and that thing is under my door again. And I got all these bags, and I come out, and I told them, blah, 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 and I was like, you know what? What? It ain't that deep. It's really not. We like drama. We like drama. We like the whole production of drama. So I want you to remind yourself when things are, when you perceive that things are just going nuts and bananas and all that stuff like that, those those four words. It ain't that deep. And then the other thing is you've got to let people in. And I'll do a sweat, a, a slash right there. And you've got to let people see you sweat. I know people tell you never to let people see you sweat. You may, you may be surprised to hear that coming from and naturally, where we're supposed to be so, so oblivious to pressure and those kinds of things. But you have to let people in which means that you have to let people, you have to be willing to let people see you, see your shadow as well as your light. You know, when I shared with you guys yesterday that I got really irritated about the person who was complaining, somebody walked over to me and put their arm around me and said, essentially it ain't that deep, but they just said, you know, it's all right. And sometimes when you see us up here, you think that we don't have challenges. You think that we don't have days that we get upset. You think that we don't have days that we question whether it's going to work out. I mentioned to you all on the first day that there were days I was like, I ain't doing this Black Millionaire Summit because there ain't enough of them showing up. Enough of them haven't registered. All my white friends are asking me, can they come? (laughs) So let me. I told them to come on. I told them to come on. But, see, I think that was just God's way of saying, you know, are you going to do this or not? Are you doing this for the right reason or not? Just hang in there. And the reality is that when I was feeling that way, where's are and Howard? You'll meet Sharon Howard if you haven't seen. Shire and Howard, we did a telecom, and Sharon Howard said, don't give up on us. Don't give up on us, because I was making it real deep. You know, I cannot believe they're not showing up, blah, 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 I can't believe it. All that whole production. So I wasn't afraid to let Shire and Howard, who've been a huge part of putting this together, see me sweat. And sometimes we're, we don't let people see us sweat because we think we're, we're so invested in their perception of us. I'm not invested in your perception of me. I'm not invested in what you think about me. If I were, I wouldn't have said some of the things I've said over the last three days. And we're so invested in how people see us that we, we keep up this facade about, I got it going on. I never sweat. Are you kidding me? So these are the principles that really have changed my life. If you got here late or early, um, dance like nobody's watching. Do the next right thing. Do the hard thing. Do the hard thing. It ain't that deep. Let people in and let people see you sweat. Thank y'all for indulging me on that. I just really felt like we needed to, we needed to go through some of that. Um, and now we're going to get into a couple of things. We're going to get into how to land millions of dollars of publicity. Y'all ready? Y'all awake? Alright, so let's keep, Let's cue the, um, the video. Alright, Guestpertise is a name my sister actually thought up a few years ago. I was trying to figure out what I, wanted to, what I wanted to name a product where I was showing people how to be guests on radio and television shows and at the same time To be able to display and demonstrate their expertise. And so my sister said, expertise. And I was like, that's awesome. So I wanna show you how to land millions of dollars in publicity and at the same time get paid. Y'all ready? All right, we got my thing? Okay. All right, the other thing is just roll. The other principle I live with is just roll. All right, it ain't that deep. If the PowerPoint never comes up, we're gonna roll. I know this stuff. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about is, you saw my my slide yesterday where I talked about the different media outlets that I've been in. CNN on the Today Show, Donnie Deutsch, my favorite show, CNN, Cavuto, those kinds of things. So let me ask you this. How much value do you believe there is in media, in getting media coverage? Just a show of hands, how much you think there is? Okay, a lot, why? Because what? People believe what they see. What else? Adds credibility. What else? Reach masses. What else? Star power. Increases my value, right. All right, so in the last two years, I have been on over in over a 100 media outlets, 98.9% of them without a publicist. Everybody know what a publicist is? Publicist is the person who gets you booked in the media, who kind of handles your campaign, that kind of stuff. All right, how much do you think an appearance on the Today Show, a three minute appearance on the Today Show? Is worth twenty thousand. Okay, what else? Hundred k. What else? All right, five hundred k. All right. So this is how this is how you figure out. Just have some sense of the value of your media placement. A thirty-second spot on the Today Show, thirty-second advertisement spot on the Today Show, will run you approximately, depending on when it is during the show approximately $50,000, okay? 30 seconds on the Today Show will cost you about $50,000 and more depending on which segment it's in. It can vary. It can go up to a million, depending. Alright? So a three minute is going to be three times that, right? Three to- or six times that. Six times that. So that's going to be three hundred k. That's essentially sort of the value that you get if you're on the Today Show for three minutes. Is anybody in here willing to pay $300,000 for an appearance on the Today Show? Right? Or for an ad on the Today Show necessarily? But if you could get on there free, would anybody like to be on the Today Show? Okay, absolutely. It could change your career. Alright, anybody in here have a publicist? Alright? If you don't mind my asking, how much do you pay for your publicist? Did you say $550? $550 a month. And what does that publicist do for you? Radio, TV, print. And what kind of radio have you been on? Okay. Okay. So, you've been on local TV or? or yeah. What kind of national TV have you been on? Okay. Michael Basin, what else? Radio? N- national? Okay. And print? Okay. Would you say that your $550, your investment is worth it? Okay, so the publicists I've used in the past have cost anywhere between $3,000 and $20,000 for one month. 3000 to twenty and more, $1,000, okay? You're paying a publicist, depending on what you're using, you're paying a publicist to get you booked in the media. Alright? But I'm going to show you how to do this for free while you're starting. Now, if you want to get a publicist, we'll talk about that later. If you want to get someone to help you do this stuff, that's one thing. But I'm going to show you how to do this for free. Y'all cool with that? Alright. There are four things that you need to be, to really get publicity. Number one, y'all write this down. You need a hook. I'm going to go through all four of these. Number two. You need to know the media. Number three, you need to be an irresistible guest. Yeah, I'm whatever here. Y'all yeah, know what I mean by that. Irresistible guest. And number four, you need to follow up and follow through. Those are the essential ingredients to getting millions of dollars in publicity. Free. All right, so the first thing is a hook. Tell me what a hook is. What's a hook? Something that draws you in real quick, attention getter. What else? A bait. Story. Something nobody else is doing. Anything else? All right, what was that? Your niche. Okay, all of that, the simple way is a hook is an angle. All right? A hook is an angle. The fact that Myron was a cat, a trash man to millionaire is a serious hook. It's an angle. All right? The person who runs the marathon who has no legs, you've seen those people, that's a hook. There's something unique in their story. And everybody in here has a unique aspect of their story, different aspects of their story. Okay, So what you have to figure out is, what is your unique angle? What is your hook? The fact that you opened a new bakery on the corner is not a hook, but people think they are. Let me have a volunteer. Come on up. What's your name? Colin, come on up, give her a round of applause, y'all. So we're going to workshop her right here on the spot. All right, so you are, why are you here this weekend, first of all?
2: To make a million dollars in my total 25.
0: OK, so what are, you, what are you currently selling? Models. You, se- you sell models? You literally, physically sell models?
2: I have a service that provides models for events. All
0: right. Good. So now we're getting somewhere. Okay. So there are 300 million of those kinds of companies. What makes yours different? We're luxury. You're luxury, and what does that mean?
2: It means that we are tier one, um, the best in the industry.
0: And says who? Colin. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. So. You say you're the best, that's cool. All right, so let's work through what gives you a unique hook. If I were the media and I were looking to book you, is there anything about the look of the models? Is there anything about the, are they all giants? Or are they all, you know, are they exotic? What, what is it about your models that makes you different?
2: We are, we all have a unique ethnicity. Um, we're a luxury brand, um, we're very,
0: This is a family show.
2: <laughs> I don't know what you get ready to say. <laughs> we are... luxurious.
0: You came up here, Colin, and you know you're... <laughs> okay, so you're luxurious in what way?
2: Um, we're very well manicured. And the top-notch tier one designs and, and just fabulous
0: so do you cater to a certain clientele? Okay, so tell us about
2: that. We cater to um, luxury brands and luxury events in Dallas and nationally. Um,
0: oh my. She said, oh God,
2: okay. <laughs> that's good, this is, this is what
0: I do with my clients. So what is it about you that's special? What is it about you that's special?
2: There is no one like us.
0: Okay, so one of the hooks that, that she, there's not another modeling agency that does luxury whatever. okay, so what do you guys think? she is the all, can we say only? She is the only modeling agency that caters to luxury brands. That is a hook. You get it? We have to work it out of you. but that's what your hook is. all right and who owns it? Colin. Is that you? Because you're confusing me. The third person thing is confusing me. Say me own it. Okay, okay. So, Colin owns it. Fran is doing this interview. Um, <laughs> Alright, Colin. Just um, like a baby, you know, when you say, whose model is that? They say, Chris, you know, you're like, okay. Alright, so it's owned by, okay, so now we're getting somewhere. So, the hook is it's the only modeling agency that caters to the luxury clientele, and it's owned by an African-American woman. Is that a hook or what? How many modeling agencies do we know that are owned by African-American women? Not very many. Okay, so thank you, Colin. So that's exactly how you figure out what your hook is. Was that painful, Colin? Little bit. But that's what I do with my clients, because they say, you know, we we have a detail shop. Well, there are six million of those, depending on which neighborhood you're in, right? What is different about you? And people always say, well, I I wrote a great book. I tell people, it's not the book. Actually, I say, it ain't the book, it's the hook. It ain't the book, it's the hook. Alright? So, when you're figuring out what makes you unique in the marketplace, you have to go through this exercise that I just went through with Colin to figure out what makes you you. What makes, why, if if I get a hundred emails, a hundred press releases in one day, why am I going to pick up the phone and call you? It's not just because you're a modeling agency. Okay, so your hook is huge. Everybody in here needs to start identifying, and even, like for every product that you have, for your own personal brand, what is your hook? And then you start to build collateral material around your hook. Sometimes when I speak, I have these ad specialty items that um, are basketballs, and they have like little inspirational messages on them. Right? Because when, once I tell people that I'm a WNBA champion, they're never going to forget it. So I may as well leverage it. So my hook is that I'm a successful entrepreneur who was one of, a member of the WNBA's first WNBA championship team. That's part of my hook. All right? So you need to start to build collateral around your hook. All right? Everybody got sort of what the hook is, what the hook is all about, and we can work through that. All right, now you got to know the media. If I were pitching Colin to somebody, maybe the Highland Park, if you live in Dallas, maybe the Highland Park courier or whatever doesn't care about Colin being the first African-American luxury-modeling entrepreneur. But I bet Black Enterprise cares, Upscale cares, Ebony cares. So you got to know which media to pitch for your story. And here's the most important part. You can't pitch the media, every media, the same way. We just do a press release and send it to everybody. Big mistake. You gotta tailor, you gotta know the media, and then you gotta tailor your pitch to the media. So you gotta tailor it, you gotta, you gotta really accentuate the black with the black media, because that's what we care about. You accentuate the luxury with the white media, and then you don't leave out the black thing, but the luxury is gonna be more important to the Dallas Morning News, potentially, depending on who you pitch, or to um, the New York Times, or whatever. So you tailor your pitch based on who you're pitching to. Everybody got that? All right. The other thing about number two and knowing the media, you got to know what their lives are like. Every single day, an editor or producer gets you know, hundreds, thousands of material, pieces of material. What's going to make yours stand out in the crowd? What's going to make yours stand out? I know someone who was pitching. They were, um, they were pitching a new hot sauce. And they sent, with their press releases, little sample sizes of their hot sauce to every single person in the media. Do you think their press release got red? Absolutely. A new company started, and to say that they were hot, they sent the media red hots. You think they got red? Yes. When I send out press releases, I send out my little basketballs. Do you think people pay attention to me? Yes. So you've got to figure out how to get through the mounds of competition out there to get seen. And if it sounds gimmicky, it's competitive. It is competitive. You have to stand out. And a piece of paper is not going to stand out. If you're a celebrity, a piece of paper will work for you. Denzel Washington, these people, a piece of paper will work for you. But if you're not those people yet, you got to jump through hoops and turn flip. You have to get notice. All right? Understand that the people in the media have millions, that get, they get requests and inquiries all day long. So you also have to know how to work the media. All right. So let's, talk, let's go through kind of the process if you were trying to get a story placed. You send a press release. The main thing you want to do is to figure out who you should be sending that press release to. Don't just shoot a blind press release. Just call somebody and say, I'm doing a story, I'm writing a book on business and. Teenagers or whatever, who should I send this to? They will tell you. You send the press release to that person, okay? The next day or so, you want to call them and ask them if they received the press release. And some people will tell you not to call. It's easy to ignore paper, yes? If I'm on the phone with you, I have a few seconds to engage you. It's harder to ignore me if you get me on the phone. So that's why I encourage you to follow through follow up on with the, with the phone call okay they said no I haven't got a chance to get it they will probably say can you send it again do not go I just sent it to you yesterday <coughs> this is sure not to get you placed just send it again I mean you will hear that 70% of the time no I didn't could you send it again so now they're talking to you and they're looking for your facts the first time you sent it they weren't looking for you you see what I mean it's a little thing a little big thing but now you say I'll send it right or where should I send it and then you tell them a little something about what you're going to say. It's about blah, 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 blah. It's a WNBA champion, whatever. Okay. Then they're going to look at it potentially, and you're going to follow up with them again in a couple of days. And the conversation's going to go like this. I faxed you a press release online, whatever it is. Have you had a chance to look at it? No, I haven't seen it. Could you send it again? Okay, you cannot. If you're going to give up, forget about getting media coverage. You simply say sure, and you send it again. You see what I'm saying? You just keep doing it. All right. So you got to know what the media is like. The other thing about knowing the media is, when I wrote the book, the ebook Obamapreneur, I saw something in the media that was timely. I saw, as I mentioned the other day, that Obama was obliterating Hillary, not because he was a better candidate necessarily, but because he understood how to get into the minds of Americans. He was marketing, branding, business genius. His campaign was flawless. So rather than blanketing the media and talking to them about, I'd like to give some commentary on why I think Obama might win, you know, should win, I took a completely unique angle. I had a different hook. I had a different hook. So people paid attention to the press release when it came through. OK? So you have to know one of the reasons that, one of the ways that you're going to be able to get into the media is that you've got to have something different. And you got to know that they're always looking for something different. Now, here is a pretty much guaranteed way to, to get into the media. It has to be timely. How many of you are willing to be controversial? Yeah, right. yeah right all right timely controversial do you think the brother who who was who came out against Obama y'all know who I'm talking about remember the guy who came out against Obama and he was he went up to McCain at one of his rallies and basically said kick his butt did y'all see that yeah he walked up to McCain and he basically said dust his mm." mmm y'all saw it that was controversial because for some reason Black people think we all think alike. We expect everybody to have voted for Obama. Well, I got news for everybody didn't vote for Obama. I'm glad they didn't. I don't want them thinking that we're all alike. So this guy was hugely controversial. And guess what? And what did he get him? Got him coverage. So saying something against what other people are saying is almost always going to get you some media coverage. Because the world is full of followers. The world is full of people who are saying the same thing the same way. So if you can be a little controversial, or even a lot controversial, if you're willing to go there, you're going to get a lot of media coverage. I, you know, if you, those of you who watch television lately, you can close your eyes. Would you agree? Close your eyes, turn the volume up, and do most of the anchors and news reporter sound just alike. They all sound just alike. Anybody know who Dick Vitale is? Dick Vitale was different, right? Dick Vitale is a, is a sports reporter for ESPN, and he came on, and he was like, baby, this is awesome, baby! This is awesome, baby! And people were, like, first, like, whoa! But that's because everybody else was reporting. Well, John, you know, as I look at Michael Jordan, he's really phenomenal, and, and so... Uh, you. Close your eyes, everybody sounds the same. Sounds the same. So if you sound different, if you're doing something different, you're going to get the coverage, Okay? Timely, controversial celebrity. Link your story to some kind of celebrity, you're going to more likely get coverage. Most likely, you're going to get coverage. Some kind of celebrity. We have Russell Simmons connected to this event. Do you think that helped us get more coverage? Absolutely. And see, when you have celebrity attached to your story, then you get more leverage. Y'all want Russell Simmons? Well, you got to interview me, and Myron, too. You think people? That's leverage. That's leverage. Okay. Timely, controversial, celebrity. Unfortunately, tragedy. Fortunately or unfortunately, tragedy gets coverage. Is your, does your hook, is your hook of a tragic nature? Shocking. Shocking gets coverage. It can be shocking good or shocking bad, whatever. Shocking gets coverage. Innovative gets coverage. All right, Obamapreneur got coverage because I was the first one to think of that. And if I was the first one to think of it, I certainly was the first one to do it. Because it doesn't matter who thinks about it, who thinks of it first. Somebody else was thinking that. Because when I was telling y'all, y'all were just like, yes. But y'all didn't do nothing about it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so innovative will get you coverage. All right, y'all got this? Think about your hook. Think about your products. How can you make them more timely? How can you make them more controversial? How can you make them celebrity, tragedy, shocking, innovative? Those are just some of the ways. There are like 15 or 20 of those. But those are some of the ways that you can increase the, the, um, the probability of you getting coverage. All right? So that's basically knowing the media. Now we're going to talk about being an irresistible guest, an irresistible guest. What's an irresistible guest, y'all? Charismatic. What else? Bold. What's that? Lisa! What else? Funny. Magnetic what? Persuasive. Persuasive. Okay. What was that? Entertaining. Attractive. Personable. You want to become an irresistible guest. You want, when you are on the radio, that people will not change the channel. When you are on television, people will not change the channel all right let me have a volunteer come on give it up give it up give it up all right so what is it that you do you have a marketing company okay so you have a marketing company and you sell what Okay, so tell me one thing: you and your your the other half of your power couple. What are you guys gonna do over the next thirty days? Uh, All right. So what are you gonna get famous in? Uh, okay. So you've you've sold cars. Is that what you said? All right, so y'all ready for the show? All right, so I, did, I was doing my research just then. All right, what's your name? What? Lamont what? Gilbert. Lamont Gilbert. Everybody, welcome Lamont Gilbert to the Fred Harris Show. You know, Lamont, I've heard a lot about you, read about you in the New York Times, but got, we've got a couple of minutes, I want to ask you a couple of questions. How is it that you've been able to sell 60 cars in 30 days?
3: Uh, well, I catered to a certain market, uh, I used the, the Saints, as we call them, the Christian market, uh, it's an untapped market, a lot of car li- dealers don't deal with them because they have bad credit, um, but I knew I could help them, so I catered to that, came up with a marketing plan to touch them, and...
0: I mean, but 60 cars in 30 days, I mean, even the best car sales people don't do 60 cars in 30 days, I mean, what, did you get some divine intervention or what, Lamar? I
3: am Best way to put it, and I got a gift and I use it to my advantage.
0: Okay, we've got about 30, 30 more seconds. If somebody's out there watching and they want to know how they can get to your level as a car salesman, what would you tell them?
3: Come talk to me, and I can teach you.
0: All right, guys, give it up for Lamont. All right, so are you open for some coaching? All right, why don't you go sit in that seat over there? Great. All right, y'all, so let's, talk, let's do the same formula I did yesterday, what we liked. Meaning, what you know, what was good, all right, and then we're going to go straight to some areas that you can improve. Okay, what do we like? Confidence, relatable. What was that? Knowledgeable. What else? Approachable. Hmm. Sincere. What else? Helpful what what you like, Lamont? Oh, that's good. Lamont was good. Okay, what else? Anything else? Compassionate? All right. Anyone? We've got room for like one or two more. All right. Offer solution. All right. So, who? What? Okay. That's it. Honest. All right. Remember the third the third bullet on the sheet for getting booked is what? Become an irresistible guest. Irresistible guest. I asked you guys what would be an irresistible guest, and you guys named off charismatic, energetic, whatever, whatever. Okay? Lamont was all of these things. You ready for your feedback? But as a television host, as a radio host, he was not irresistible not irresistible now here's the thing everybody needs to understand you need to do an interview like you are selling something like you are selling salvation like you got to have the passion of a Jehovah's Witness (laughs) and the commitment of a terrorist you really have to be at that level and you got to bring it one producer sent over uh, a, a testimonial for me, because after I do a show, I always ask producers, give me a testimonial. This guy said, even at 4 a.m., Fran was the best guest we have ever had. That was 4 a.m. when I was living in L.A. Y'all know how early that was. I woke up five minutes before that interview. Had the long clock in the bed with me. Woke up five minutes before the interview Miss Ms. Harris. Absolutely. So becoming irresistible, the first thing is energy. The first thing is energy. So before I do an interview, I walk, I get ready. Y'all remember Alon yesterday? Alon was walking, wasn't she? <laughs> Alon was working the stage. I walk, I get up, I move, I get ready, because what is physiologically, what's in your body, is what's going to come out on the air. So you got to get physically ready for an interview. And then you have a host whose energy is up here, and if yours is down here, you really look dull. Yes? You look, I mean, the, the contrast is so evident, okay, that you seem even more dull. So you gotta get your energy up. So you gotta do something in your physical, you know, your body to get your energy up, all right? And then you gotta have the passion about what you're talking about. The passion, and not just the passion of, I care. Because that's the kind of passion I felt. I feel like you really do care. But the passion that translates to people that says, I want to learn more about this guy. I want to know what he does. Y'all feel me? Okay? So that kind of thing. Okay? The other thing is body language. Even when I'm doing a radio show, I will actually stand up and walk. I never do an interview when I'm sitting down because your, your physiological self is different when you're sitting down. So I stand up when I do an interview because it gives me more energy in my body. Okay? Alright, the other thing is that you have to create these little sound bites. And basically, sound bites are little bits of information. And I mean, you gotta get to it because if you've ever been interviewed on radio, like you got like a, I did a a K104 radio interview the other day and it was over like 30 seconds. So you gotta get to it. What's a Black Millionaire Summit about? Some of the brightest millionaires in the country, in the world, are going to come to Dallas, descend on Dallas, and we're going to show people how to create unbelievable wealth. That's what I said. You know, he went to his thing. And so it was like, bam, 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 and they were like, hey, dang, man, that was good. Because it was energy, it was engaging people, and so you get right to it, all right? Now, all of us have these things that we say in our, that are in our language, so you have to get rid of, one of the things I work with my clients, on is you get rid of some of the stuff that's filling up the space because you only have 35 seconds, okay? And then the other thing I asked her, I said, man, I was excited. I was like, 60 cars in 30 days? I mean, I was freaking believing it, right? I was like, this is great. Yep, I'm annoying it. (laughs) That's how I do it. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, if you're annoying it, dude, then get excited about it. So it's, it's that level of engagement with your audience. And see, I, when I'm doing a radio interview, I mean, I act like people are there. My sister, my sister, Deborah, hey honey, that's my baby, that's my baby. So we're doing, it. she was in my place one day and I had to do an interview. And we were sitting there just like chilling, like 10 minutes before the interview. And I was like, just chill, right? And they called us "Miss Harris, you ready? And I said, and I got up, I started doing the interview. And my sister said, what was that? She said, you really do believe? Immediately. immediate. Can I tell them a story about the CNBC? Okay, thank you. Okay, okay. So remember I told y'all yesterday, y- I ain't done with you, baby. I ain't done with you. So I told y'all the story that that when you when you work with me and you're good at what you do, you're gonna be the first person I think of when it's time to, to, to get blessed in some area. So CNBC, the Donnie, the big idea, called me and they wanted me to be on the show, and they said, hmm, because it always happens. So take note of this, it always happens. They said, Do you know anybody who that you've coached, who's just doing this, blah, 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 blah. So I'm thinking, she said, who want to bring them into the studio when we we fly you up to New York, who want to bring them in too? I said, cool. So who have you coached lately who could talk about the results that they've gotten? So the first person I thought of was my sister. So I said, okay, I do. Dr. Deborah Nixon, she's starting her own food company, great. And I was passionate, I was pitching her, I was like, this is, this is it, and she's this, and she's blah, blah, and she's starting this, and they were like getting excited. That's what you want. They were getting excited for me pitching somebody else. That's how I pitch my people. She's great, blah, 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 they said, cool. They called her. We flew up to New York together, and I gave my sister the same spiel I'm giving y'all right now, and I give every one of my clients. I said, look, Lamont, you got to bring the energy. I said, when you get on the air, you got to bring the energy. Donnie Deutsch, y'all seen the big idea? Donnie Deutsch is up here. I said, I got to match his energy you gotta bring it. I was like, you ready? My sister was like, yeah! So, <laughs> I was all excited, so we did my segment. I was the whole sh- Did y'all see my segment? Did y'all see my show? I was, it was good, wasn't it, girl? It was the whole show, me and this other chick. And, um, let's <laughs> call her a chick. <laughs> me and this other chick, we were, the, we were the whole show. And it was good, because they love her, too. They love them some male, right? So anyways, so me and Donnie. we're just going back and forth. So then they said, "We're gonna bring your sister out," and I was all excited, you know, like a mother when their kid is on program, right? And I was all excited. So they brought (laughs) they brought us up there, and my sister, who will be up here speaking soon, is the one of the most dynamic people I know. I have an amazing family. I have to say that two of my brothers are here. We have an amazing family, charismatic, funny, all that. So you know, I had pitched her right, and I was like. Oh, this is gonna be so good. This gonna be... Me and my sister on the same show. It's gonna be hot. So we're sitting in this chair, and Donnie's saying, okay, Fran, so you coach this person, blah, 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 and I do my little thing, and I'm all excited. And they say, and Deborah, um, so you can, but it's been, you know, it's hard getting this business together. And my sister was like, Yes, it has.
1: <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I was sitting there going, oh my God, who is this woman? I do not believe she is doing this. And then they kept asking her a question. She said, well, you know, I'm a professor at wherever she's a professor. Oh, at this point, it was just a womp, 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 womp could have just like melted like the Wicked Witch. I'm melting! I'm melting! Oh my God! So, the segment finally ended. It finally ended. It was the end of the show and you know, I, I, I'm a big, I'm very accountable. So, I'm, all that stuff I went through early wasn't rhetoric. I really live the things that I share with you. So, I was trying not to make my stuff about her, which was all the stuff we do with people that we love when they're on program. We want them to do well, right? We want them to do well because it makes us look good. So, I'm like, all the stuff's going in my head. I done pitched the hell out of you to CNBC, and you get up here. And so, that's all in my head. I didn't say any of that, but that's what was in my head. Let me be honest. I was like, These people, you were dynamic, not a dud. That was in my head. I love that's my sister. That's my girl. So and I and I'm accountable. So in my head, I'm like, you. That's your stuff. Even though you know she didn't do what you told her to do, that's still your stuff. So and she knows me now. She knows me. So she knew the look on my face, didn't you? She knew. She didn't look at my face, You know, we're gathering our stuff, and I was just like, the limo was there. I was just, I was like, where did I go wrong, Lord? You know, I just don't know. Did I not coach her? Don't y'all do that with your kids? What, if your kid's on drugs, you know, you think, what did you do? What did you, if y'all don't do what we've told y'all to do this weekend, we're going to be, me and Myra are going to be worried about y'all all week. Why won't they just do what we tell them to do? Okay, so we did this thing, and I told my sister, I was like, okay, I got to be real with you. What? I mean. I you, I did just what I'm doing with Lamont, I told you blah, 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 she was like, I do, I, I, I have no idea, I don't, I don't, know, I have no idea, so I was like, wow, so BET called recently, and wanted my sister to be on College Hill, which she was, I'll give it up for Dr. Deborah Nixon, she was their resident, the resident psycho, should I call it? therapist, thank you, she's a therapist, psycho, <laughs> not the resident psycho, my bad, my bad, resident psychotherapist, and, um, and she's awesome, she's going to be a star, and so, so they had her on the show, and she called, okay, and I gave her the whole spiel, and I did, when, she, when we were all excited, I said, okay, and she knew exactly what I was going to say, she said, I know what you're going to say, so that whole energy speech I gave you, I said, I'm telling you, television is all about the energy, you got to give it, blah, 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 of course she went on there, they loved her, they talked about her energy, it was a totally, it was night and day. Right. So what you just did, you know, was the first thing, which is which is the thing that won't get you booked again. And I'm just gonna be real. It's not because that's not irresistible. So you wanna try one more time? All right, y'all ready to give it up for him? Give it up for him. Look at his wife over there. Come on, baby, you can do it. You can do it, baby. All right, so. Everybody welcome to the Fran Harris Show. We love to have inspiring entrepreneurs on our show because it's all about getting it done. That's what we do on the show by the way Lamont. So I understand that you are one of the top salespeople in the country. You sold what 75 cars in 22 days? How were you able to do that?
3: I was creative. Uh, I I had a vision. I was excited. Um, I went to the, uh, I captured a market. I, I knew that people needed help. I did things that no one was willing to do, which were cre- made creative financing. I, uh, I used my imaginatory and my experience because I'm, I'm an expert in what I do. Um, I just did things that were unheard of in my business.
0: Like what? Because, I mean, now, were these hoopties you were selling or were they, okay, what were you selling?
3: Well, first off, you need to know that they tell me I make dreams come true. You have to know that. And the way that I do that is I, I, all my deals I promote are zeroed down. Uh, I, can't, I walk the people through the process, I teach them, I close the deal, I negotiate with the banks. That's unheard of. Normally it's the other way around and they're the victim, but on my end, when they come to me, they, they win. And good
0: job, good job. And day with just a little coaching, right? I didn't do an exorcism. I didn't do. I just gave him some feedback. I just told him. I gave him the insider information, and I gave him some feedback, and I coached him on the spot. And what? And he just. He just. He was just him. I assume, right? Okay, that's him. So what you have to do when you get on the air and radio and television? You just have to be you. You don't have to get up there and be stiff and all that stuff. Just be you, because when you're done, a producer will call and say, we love that. When can we get you back on the show? I get rebooked on 90% of the shows that I am on, On 90% of them. And the other 10, probably just because they don't rebook people. Sometimes they don't bring the same guest on. But I always get people asking me to come back on their show, because you have to become irresistible. Like, we don't know. You ever have somebody come up to you and say, I don't know what we're going to do together, but we need to do something together, right? That If people are not saying that to you, in any arena, then you're probably not exuding that power that you have. So becoming an irresistible guest is the key. The last thing I want to talk about is follow up and follow through. That's the piece that will get you booked. Following up, following through. Follow up, follow through. See, anybody can do something one time. Yes? Anybody can do something one time. I can send a press release one good time. But the thing that gets you booked is doing the follow up and follow through. It's not just sending that press release. It's sending a postcard after that, calling after that, starting the cycle all over again all right so it's contact it's constant contact with the media all right it's relationships if you don't think it's relationships then understand why i was able to get my sister booked on a national show she'd never been on a national show that was relationship they were saying to me we trust you to bring us the people who are going to help us get a good show and the producers biggest fear on television is that you're going to be a bad guest. That's their biggest fear. So you have to show them that you're not going to be a a bad guest. Okay? Their biggest fear is that you're going to be a bad guest, that you're going to be boring, that you're not going to know how to get to the point. So when I work with people, I say, tell me what you do. And then they go, and then I do this, and I do this, and then after that, I do that. I said, that's not going to work on TV. I need that in 15 seconds. What do you do? That's not going to work on radio. So whatever you do, you've got to figure out how to tell people in a short amount of time. But never get it twisted. The biggest biggest deterrent to getting booked on radio and television is people think you're going to be boring, you're going to be a bad guest, you're not going to be able to do sound bites. This whole system of following up and follow through is the thing that's going to get you into the media. And even if you need to hire somebody one time a week or two times a week at $4 an hour or $5 an hour just to call the media, it will pay off. Just a phone call. And here's the other little trick. Whenever I call the media, I don't always call them about me. Sometimes I'll see something great or I know something that the client is doing and I'll say, hey, John, you need to to call this person because they're doing something great. So then every time the phone rings, they don't think I'm just calling to pitch me but I'm helping them to do their job better and nothing is going to make a producer or endear an editor to you faster or better or even more frequently than for you to help them look good. When I'm a great guest, the person who booked me gets really good brownie points. Right? Y'all understand that? That's that's what it's all about. They just want to do a good job. So your follow-up and your follow-through system, let's go through that real quickly. So it's initial contact, first line of follow-up contact, which can be, if this if the initial is a release, then the first follow-up may be a phone call. The, the second follow-up may be an updated press release or postcard. Sometimes I'll send postcards. The so next follow-up, maybe another phone call. Follow the courses I told you earlier by a release. And you just keep going. You keep going. The people who get booked keep going. They don't stop just because they don't get it on the third or, or fourth phone call. Alright? Let me have another volunteer. (laughs) Hello, good morning, how are you? Great, all right, so let's do some research, who are you?
4: I'm Charles Williams, I run a real estate company.
0: You run it where?
4: In Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Okay, so what do you guys specialize in?
4: We specialize in uh, redeveloping urban communities. We do uh, single family homes and commercial strip centers.
0: Okay. And uh, why are you in this business?
4: I'm in this business because we can make a difference in our community. We can uh, provide affordable housing to individuals that need to live in a good community with a good school system, and we can give them a better way of life.
0: And what's your last name again? Williams. Okay, y'all ready? All right good afternoon everybody this is the fran harris show and today on the show we have charles williams who is going to tell us about his real estate business
4: good afternoon Uh, my name is charles williams i run a real estate business in the city of atlanta Uh, it's in the urban down in the urban community but we found that its true value there for the individuals that are there so what we provide is a affordable housing in a good school district that people can see a different way of life and they can improve their situation
0: now charles what is urban community
4: urban community is inner city um most likely i define it as about within three to five miles from now from the major hub which is downtown and the (laughs) urban. okay urban is Inner city. And generally, you relate inner city to poverty. But in our case, that's not so.
0: And which We gotta take a quick break. We'll be back with more with (laughs) Joyce. All right, all right. So, here's the deal. What do you guys notice about the host? (laughs) Dry. Have you ever heard of dry host? Yeah, right? You had a dry host. I was dry. That's just my personality right now right so don't let me bring you down did he let me bring him down yeah right because you came up here you were like what's up what's up you know I'm going to tell you what I do my real estate thing and then you were like well I'm Charles Williams don't let the host bring you down no matter what I do you bring it okay then the other thing is I've gotten on a lot of shows where they just ask me one question and you just got to keep going right so you, you have this natural pause in there that I didn't I wasn't going to say anything your show. And here's a, here's a real cool tip. You have to, to be on a show as if you're like a second host. Right? So you got to be ready to keep the conversation going continuously, just like it's your show. People shouldn't even be able to tell that it's my show. Make sense? Right, because you're just talking the whole time. So let's try it again. All right, so welcome to the Fran Harris show. I'm going to be a boring host and I'm interviewing Charles Williams about his real estate company. Charles, you've been able to do some really important things in the urban community. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about those?
4: Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What we do in the urban communities is different. Urban is generally related to poverty and um, lower lower income individuals. But what we are able to do is provide affordable housing, quality affordable housing, in an environment that produces uh, great results when you're talking about raising kids and the school system. We also provide retail space for thriving young entrepreneurs that they can also give back to the community and we can build it not only from the retail side, but we can build it from the residential side. And in and, and doing all of those things, we're able to change the community, change the mindset and impact the revenue that the city gets. And that means they are able to bring more light onto what we do.
0: So when you say affordable, affordable for me may be one thing, affordable for someone else may be something else. What would you say is affordable?
4: Affordable housing from a rental perspective that we try to place something. We, we, we place a product on the market that rents between $750 per month and $1,200 a month. What we try to place it out there for would not place a family in a financial stress from a housing perspective that allows them to do other things and spend quality time with their family. We believe in doing that that builds the family from more than one perspective.
0: All right, final question for you. Why would I come to your company to meet my needs versus going to someone else?
4: You would come to our company to meet your needs because, one, the product that we deliver, the service that we deliver, the school system that we place our product in, and then the overall environment and the educational component because we're in a great school system. Uh, And from the retail. (laughs) From, from, the, from, the retail, from the retail side, we not only lease retail space to you, but we have a support system that helps you from the business perspective. We believe your success is our success. So every time we build an individual, be it from a residential perspective or be it from a commercial perspective, we're also building ourselves and we're building our community. And we believe from uh, the way society is set today, and even with this new president that just elected our President-elect Obama, he talked about, yes, we can. And from our perspective, yes, we can mean us. And what we have to do from our perspective is build our communities. We can't allow and wait for them to do it from the top, and we wait for them to reach us. We have to start from the bottom, from the grassroots perspective, and move it towards it. And we meet the middle ways. And once we start to do those kind of things in society, <laughs> once we start to do those kind of things in society, we actually show the government that we are involved and engage and make a difference in our community.
0: great come back good job good job so the last thing I'm gonna do with him is to say we've got 20 seconds because you'll get that in television we've got 20 more seconds tell us where people can find out about you and what we need to know about your company
4: Alexis Properties is a 20 year old company in the urban community and I believe in urban so you can find us at 1107 RAP David Aranath in Southwest Atlanta you can reach us at yeah, elexisproperties.com. That's, That's elexis. That's E L E X I S, properties.com. And you will see the, some of the attributes, not
0: just what my mind It would go up the air. We would go up the air. Because 20 seconds is a very short time. Yeah, when you, when you finish spelling, we were good. Yeah, 20 seconds. That was good. Good job. And his energy came up. His passion was there. Your knowledge was there. All that came through. I would definitely have you back on the show. You know what you're talking I'm getting into this. You know what you're talking about, and you did a great job. Yeah, yeah you did a very good job. Give it up for him.